Do you have questions about the Motorola Razr? Well, it's a good thing we know almost everything about it. Stay tuned for your daily charge. Welcome to the Daily Charge. It's Tuesday, November 19th. I'm Alfred Ng. And I'm Jessica Dahlcourt. And let's get to today's deep dive. The Razer is back, baby, and it's coming as a $1,500 foldable phone exclusive with Verizon. Uh, it won't be out until after the holiday season, but uh, Jessica Dahlcourt has spent a day with it, and I gotta ask, I mean, how great is it to actually hang up on someone again? I mean, it's pretty great. So basically, this whole idea with the Motorola Razer is that you've got this very small screen on the outside. It's a flip phone design with a foldable screen, so it's really updated for 2019 and beyond. This is just the beginning, and you use it when it's open. That's how you get to most of the apps that you're going to use. And then you close it. And just like the flip phones from, you know, 2004, when the Razer first came out, that sort of ends most of everything you're doing. So you can end a call by flipping it closed. Like you said, you can end most apps. Um, Some apps you can actually keep using when the phone is closed, which can be really useful, like a phone call, for example. Um, But Essentially, this is this updated design that gives people the compact device that they may have missed as phones are getting larger and larger and larger. So it's something that you can pocket, but you're not sacrificing all of the screen space. That is the promise of a foldable phone. Have you purposely made like angry phone calls to people so that you could slam the phone on them or? That is definitely a big part of uh, my upcoming testing when we get the review unit. So, like how often I'm, you can I'm slam gonna it shut. I'm going to dedicate a section totally just to like how hard I can slam it shut. I can I can send you a list of people to to call. Yeah, I'll call them for you. About. Just crank calls, uh, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, so I mean, you had you had a hands on with it. I think I think you've spent the longest time with it out of uh, anyone that I know. At yeah, least. we went to Motorola's headquarters in Chicago and basically spent an entire day with this device, uh, which was really great. I mean, I couldn't test absolutely everything that's going to wait for the review unit but it was great to just go in there and peer at all of the little nooks and crannies and kind of see like what the promises are and and also what some of the concerns might be when this phone comes out how usable was it actually like when it was folded like when it's in the clamshell mode they have that little screen on the front right is there anything you can do with that yeah you can you can't do as much as the outside of the fold screen that's because on the razor the screen is minuscule it's 2.7 inches so there's no keyboard there you're not typing but it is touch sensitive um there's voice input too and think of it as more like shortcuts so for example, if any kind of alert, notification, email, text message comes in, you can interact with it. Um, for, you can press a button and then make a voice response or use one of Google's smart reply canned responses, which actually is pretty useful, especially if it's something like, okay, or I'll call you back later. Then you can also simply open up the device. Um, if you've selected an email message, for example, you can open up the device and it opens up that email message. You can type your reply, snap it closed again, stick it in your pocket and go on your way. And now you published an article this morning about six burning questions that we still have about the phone. I mean, what, what are they? Yeah. So uh, we do know when the phone's going on sale in the U.S. that will be January 9th. Um, that was one burning question when they first announced it. But really, I think uh, the, the two most important ones that it comes down to for me are screen durability and also battery life. So the issue with the screen is that this is a plastic OLED. Uh, this is a very similar technology to what Samsung used. But Motorola is saying that their screen is actually more durable because they've got this harder plastic coating. But 
questions that we're always going to have about any foldable phone will be, what is the wear and tear like when you open and close it? However many thousands and hundreds of thousands of times in the lifetime of the device. And then also, how durable is it going to be to things like water? This one is apparently splash proof. Um, but also, you know, if your ring grazes it, if your keys accidentally graze it, if, if that screen, which is delicate because it's not protected by glass, comes into contact with anything else. Um, so we'll go through some testing. Motorola is pretty confident, but you never know. And 15 hundred dollars is just too much to spend on a device that's so fragile. Um, in terms of battery life, this, there's a very small battery capacity on this device. The screen is in a way smaller because of the dimensions. It's very tall and narrow. So it's 6.2 inches corner to corner, but it, it's also a pretty narrow device. And the battery split into two parts, which usually isn't as efficient. So it, it's really going to come down to, is this going to last the all day that Motorola promises, or is this going to be all day with light use? Yeah, um, do, they, do they give any technicalities where it's like it's all day only if you use it in the clamshell mode or something? Or? I mean, you wouldn't because it's really meant to be used full screen, um, but it it's more like, what do people do with a phone? So if you're navigating, if you're streaming, all of that is going to hit into your battery reserves at a much faster rate than if you're using the device much more passively. I feel like not much attention has been paid to, you know, the usual things that happen when we do a phone reviews, like how's the camera and stuff like it, because it's foldable, everybody. Um, so like, did you like the a tip, if this was just a normal phone that wasn't foldable, like how does this stack up? Yeah, I'm really glad that you asked that question because camera, I think, is one area of potential weakness. Um, even more than the screen, just because people, I, I think, generally understand that foldable screens are different and they have to play by different rules. But everybody wants the same things out of a camera. And there's just one main camera here that's 16 megapixels. So you're going to use that to take pictures of everything and also your selfies. There is a camera on the inside that's 5 megapixel, but that's really what you're going to be using to kick off video calls. And you close the device and continue your video call using the main camera. Um, but you lack the telephoto and you lack the wide angle lenses that the Galaxy Fold has. I mean, Galaxy Fold has six cameras, right? This essentially has one main camera that you're going to use. So I think that when you're talking about paying $1,500 for a device, this is a premium phone. How many cameras do you expect on a premium phone, right? I I don't use the other cameras nearly as much, but I like that they're there and I do use them. So um, you know, all of that, I think, nudges the Motorola Razr more in the direction of novelty or niche or secondary device or device for your library collection or for people who just like who care more about this iconic and like new form factor than they do about photography. Most foldables have been kind of, you know, going the route of let's take Most something all average. three foldables that yes. we've really seen. Yeah, well, two out of the three of them have taken the approach of let's make something normal size bigger, right? Yeah. Whereas this one is let's make something uh, small, like normal size smaller. I mean, which one do you think like makes a lot more sense for, for this kind of market? Yeah, I, th I think it depends who the buyer is. Uh, there are a lot of people who are really entranced with this device because they miss having something that they can carry around. It's all about the screen. People don't necessarily want bigger phones because they want to hold a really big phone. They want it because of all of the benefits that a large screen affords. So here we've got this like very alluring promise of having the best of both worlds. And I think it's just really going to depend. I mean, with something like the Galaxy Fold or the Huawei Mate X, there it's let's give you even more screen. So that's more of a like a tablet or a laptop replacement. And it is really good for video. I have to admit, like the larger the screen is, the more immersed you are in what you're doing. Um, but it's a lot less practical to carry around. I mean, yeah. So like 
on that note, do you think that this phone like would deliver as a foldable, or does it feel a little bit more gimmicky like other foldable phones? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say any names. There's only three out there. It, it rhymes with uh, you know, Pampung Galaxy Pole. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what what are your thoughts on the, on the Razer fold as a foldable? Yeah, I think as a foldable, I think the concept is really great and it is different. And that's something that a lot of people are glomming onto. But I think what will make or break foldable phones, including this one, it doesn't matter how great it looks. If there are fatal flaws with that screen, um, then, you know, it's automatically a no go. It's back to the drawing board. I think where we are with foldable phones right now, the industry is still trying to figure out, is this going to be the future or is this kind of like a fun side project um, that we learn from? Um, are we going to move to a post phone world at some point? Right. I think there, there's a lot of value in this kind of concept and it's just even from like a design and scientific approach. It's amazing the fact that we can even get to this point to experiment with it. But I think that right now in the early days, at least for the next year or two, this is still going to be experimental to see what we can do if we can push it further and how people really respond. If it's just academic and at the end nobody cares and nobody buys these phones or shows any like real interest in it, even as the price comes down and the materials get stronger, then we'll have our answer. When they when they first uh, announced the Galaxy Fold, I remember on our show I had mentioned like I would much prefer a phone that folds into a smaller one because I think I'm in that camp where I like smaller devices. Um, so now that that's done, uh, I my next call out is just going to be the uh, slap bracelet phone where oh, yeah. you, know, you, just, you have a normal phone and you just slap it on your wrist and it like just fits there, turns into a smartwatch. Um, so when that happens, please call um, please reference back to this clip. Everyone. So it has happened. Jesus. And it was actually Motorola's parent company, Lenovo, several years ago had something that they called the C plus and it was not a slap you can't go like that with it but um but it was that shape and you kind of bend it around your wrist and that's definitely a form factor that i think that these companies are working on tcl was looking into something like that there have been a few prototypes and concept devices of course they're all terrible <laughs> at this point they're they're completely awful but it's playing around with the idea of what is a phone now and what could it be does it have to be like this or are we going to be using the same kind of technology in different ways it could be like those uh, goggles or whatever from that dude on Star Trek with like the, the exactly stuff. Um, Jordy. Yeah, I never watched so show, so I don't know his name, but I've seen memes of him. So. You know who he is. Yes. Uh, for The Daily Charge, I'm Alfred Ng. And I'm Jessica Dalcourt. Thanks for joining us. Can't get enough? Check out The Daily Supercharge, our extended post show with special features, audience Q&A, and in-depth reviews. Available now wherever you get your podcasts.